Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 239 of the Fun with Cars Formula One podcast for coverage of the Austrian Grand Prix from Spielberg, Austria. I'm Robin Warner. It is Friday evening, July 6th, and today we're going to cover the ninth round of the Formula One championship. For full schedules of all four series, go to funwithcars.com slash schedules. Okay. It's just me today, so it's going to be a shorter episode, but I will cover the race results from Austria and go over a little bit of news. I do still have trivia to ask, and I think this is a neat question. This one, we'll see if I'm right or not. And uh, yeah, but let's go ahead and get into it. And it was Max Verstappen in the leading Red Bull that won the race. He did a really good job to keep everyone at bay, even though the lead Ferrari of Kimi Raikkonen was second place in closing fast, just not quite fast enough. In third place was Sebastian Vettel, who had a stronger recovery despite having the three-place penalty before the start of the race. Fourth place and fifth place went to Romain Grosjean and then Kevin Magnussen in the Haas Ferrari, which means Romain Grosjean scored points. Good for him. He scored 12 points, so that was a very strong result and a nice way to get himself on the board. In sixth place was Esteban Ocon in the leading force India, right ahead of his teammate Sergio Perez in seventh. Eighth place was leading McLaren, Fernando Alonso, which, you know, is pretty much always the leading McLaren, um, unless something happens. Ninth place, Charles Leclerc in the leading Sauber, and he was right ahead of his teammate, Marcus Erickson in 10th. 11th place was leading Scuderia Toro Rosso, Pierre Gasly. 12th place, this is a little bit odd, the leading Renault of Carlos Sainz to be that far down in 12th. 13th and 14th uh, were the Williams duo led by Sergei Sorokin, followed by Lance Stroll. 15th was the second McLaren, Stoffel Van Dorn. And here's where things get interesting. 16th through 20th, that is six. That is, uh, five places were not classified, and to that end, uh, Stoffel Van Dorn in 15th actually didn't finish the la- uh, race either. He was four laps behind, but uh, in 16th through 20th, it was Lewis Hamilton, Brendan Hartley, Dana Ricardo, Valtteri Bottas, and Nicole Hulkenberg. Yeah, quite the thing. We'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, it really was the biggest disappointment. For Valtteri Bottas, he had a brilliant uh, pulsating lap. He had a rough start. That was a wild uh, start. The end, he had, uh, he said later, a little bit too much wheel spin at the start, which caused him to lose at first a couple of places um, to his teammate Lewis Hamilton and uh, to Max Verstappen. He was able to get it back, but just a few laps later, he had, uh, I think, what ended up being a gearbox issue. You know, it was just. The saddest thing, <laughs> you know, he, he had a really strong result. He's, he's had a stressful year. He's had a lot of bad luck this year. It was Baku in Azerbaijan where the tire shredded on him with just two laps to go. And this was kind of the opposite where, yeah, he didn't have the perfect start, but after that he was recovering well. He got a second place back from Max Verstappen and then the car just failed him. And it was lap 13 that that happened. So it really felt bad for Valtteri. But then it was also, there was a lot of drama in Red Bull with Daniel Ricciardo. He was having trouble with his car. He was one of the guys, Lewis Hamilton was another one, where they suffered a really badly with uh, tire blistering. That was causing a lot of harm to the race. But then, just like Lewis Hamilton, it ended up being something separate that uh, caused him to have to get out of the race. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo's 
uh, gearbox. I think there was a hydraulic issue and it ended up being stuck in gear. And then Lewis Hamilton effectively had the same problem as Valtteri Botas. So it was just, it wasn't necessarily an exciting race in terms of lots of passing, but it was tense race because there were a lot of failures. And again, there was this big tire issue. And it leads to me to believe that Pirelli's got to do something uh, pretty serious to rework the tires here. And it's just, I think it's absurd that we have whatever it is, six, seven different uh, compounds of tire. And they all, even the even the uh, softest ones, okay, we didn't have hyper soft this time, but we had super soft and ultra soft and soft. And soft was the hard tire. And ultra soft still lasted several laps. And then this blistering happened on softs. It, it, the whole, the tire strategy, something's not right. And uh, I think, I think needs a pretty serious look and I need, think it needs it fast. All that said, well done to Max Verstappen. He also had blistering on his tires and did a really good job to manage the pace and to be able to go quick enough that Kimi and Sebastian Vettel couldn't catch him. Although it did look like it wouldn't have taken much longer for Kimi to get by. And I don't know, I don't know how easy it would have been to pass Max if they'd gotten closed up, but Alas, if the race were 75 laps instead of 71, that might have been able to tell us. But this is now another result where they let uh, Kimi stay ahead of Sebastian. I was very surprised and happy to see that. Uh, Kimi definitely deserved that result. Obviously, Ferrari has history uh, with uh, team orders in Austria. Um, The infamous one with uh, Michael Schumacher and Rubens Barrichello happened here, but uh, I'm just happy to see that Raikkonen was able to get the position he deserved because uh, he'd raced well the entire time. This was the second of three rounds of uh, racing in three weeks. And so we're actually, you know, Friday practice of the British Grand Prix has already happened. And I happen to know, since it's Eastern time, that Ferrari and Sebastian Vettel led Friday practice and uh, Lewis Hamilton was second at Mercedes. So there's potential that this will be an epic race. We'll see exactly how that plays out. But I also want to go over a touch of news because this one is pretty important. Um, Eric Bouye, he's out. He officially resigned from his role, but it was quite clear that he was asked not so subtly to resign. Zach Brown is quote, seeking to restructure and simplify the leadership team. So (laughs) there's a lot of movement happening in McLaren. And, you know, I think that it's fair to say that McLaren's had plenty of years of underperformance and heads are going to have to start rolling. Now, how many heads are going to have to roll how high up before they're finally in a place where they're genuinely being restructured in the correct way? Don't know yet, but I will say that I don't think anyone would argue that Eric Bouye was the strongest racing director out there. So we'll see exactly what that means and when. And if starting next weekend, we're going to start seeing this big improvement in the performance of the car. I will say that I was very happy to see that uh, Gilles de Ferrin is going to be uh, part of this because I've always been a big fan of Gilles de Ferrin. I think he's a great guy. I've actually met him a couple of times, interviewed him once. Super nice guy, very intelligent, and uh, knows racing backwards and forwards. So 
I I'm certainly hopeful that uh, Gilles de Verne can be an improvement to the team. And uh, if he does, that's all the better. And if he doesn't, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be his fault. <laughs> so we'll see how that plays out. And also, Claire Williams. Uh, it was interesting to you know hear they they they've, they've just been gutted about how poorly their season's going so far, and it stings a little bit more to be at the British Grand Prix and doing so poorly. However, there's still a lot of Williams fans in England and around the world, and we're still will with Williams for now, and hopefully their performance won't suffer so badly for too much longer because everyone has everyone has a time where they just give up, and a lot of people are not there yet, but I'm sure they're getting closer. Okay, and just like that, it is time for trivia. So, if you'll remember the last podcast, we didn't give a new trivia question because we were kind of catching up with Christopher Roche on some other trivia questions. We don't have a question to answer today. However, I do have a new question, and it is, even though we've had what seems like a season's worth of racing already, and there's been nine rounds, there's still another 12 Grand Prix to go in 2018, which begs the question, when was the last year that the entire F1 season was 12 Grand Prix long? The answer to that question will come next podcast. Okay, now before we go, uh, I want to give the upcoming race schedule. It is the 10th round of Formula One, the British Grand Prix, coming on the 8th of July. That's just a couple days away as well as the 11th round of IndyCar, which is at another oval. It's in Iowa. That's this Sunday as well. The World Endurance Championship is going to be at its third round. That's also going to be at Silverstone, but not until the 19th of August. And IMSA also racing this coming weekend at Mossport. Um, They're doing a 240-minute event there. Uh, Mossport is in Canada outside of Toronto. It's an awesome racetrack, super fast. And um, lots of elevation change, lots of fun. But anyway, thank you for listening. Please take a moment to review us on iTunes or on whatever platform you get our podcasts. Please leave comments on the episode of your choice by going to funwithcars.com. As always, I can be reached at feedback at funwithcars.com. Tweet us at fun underscore with underscore cars. And check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fwcars. I'm Robin Warner. Goodbye.